Okay, and when I talk in the microphone, it also looks like the bars go up, which is great. Nice. Okay. Good job. Good morning, um, Tom. Oh, we're recording already. Right. We're recording. <laughs> okay, great. We're going. All right, we're yeah, going. We're going to keep all the of that Pete in. Holmes thing. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Terrific. We just go. It's another early morning podcast. Yep. I think that is the vibe of this podcast. This yeah. is a podcast for the early morning. It's brought to you by caffeine. Yeah. Brought to you by Paul's eggs with onions. Yes. And coffee. That's right. So when I show up, when I, so we trade off who goes to whose place to record. When I go to Tom's place, he's waiting for me at the door with a coffee. I That's an exaggeration. It's not. You it's literally. Kind of, I don't literally hand you the coffee as you walk through the door. Whereas I didn't have my stuff together, so we just hung out for a bit and had breakfast. Yeah, we made had, breakfast. <laughs> we've had a pleasant morning, but I get the pleasure of also hanging out with Paul's wife when I come here. That's oh, right. It's, that's right. My place is lonely by comparison. So, last night, you may remember I sent you a message. Okay. To the effect of, hey, so are we still doing this? Because I'm okay if we rain check. Yeah, I interpreted that, I think, as you maybe didn't want to do it this morning. <laughs> and then I, clocking that, said, no, I still want to do it this yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. said, nope, let's do it. Sorry about that. I hope that wasn't too much of an inconvenience for you. So no, I'm really glad you did. Okay. But I think it's a funny phenomenon. Do you ever do that? Do you ever? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I very it. much recognize the tone of the text you were sending. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I have certain people I meet with who, ev before every time we meet, they send me something to that effect. <laughs> Interesting. I would take that personally. <laughs> or it would be hard for me not to anyway. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it was, I think it was a momentary... It was a moment of weakness. So it was. Okay. I think I was. It was late. I, you know, nine yeah. forty-five. Yeah. I. You hadn't messaged me, which was very uncharacteristic. That's true. I guess I was treating it as a standing. Yeah. So Tom doesn't even need a message at this point. It's on my calendar. Yeah. It's happening unless yeah. we say it's not happening. Yeah. This is um, the problem with you. <laughs> Just but I can. I think it's a fair point, especially since we've done it with a somewhat irregular schedule recently. Probably touching base the night before is a good idea. Do you think, what do you think Marcus would think of <laughs> the text before being like, yeah. hey, are we doing this slash hey, do you want okay to reschedule? It is in our nature, Tom, to do this podcast. I think that's what he would say. We must abide by the laws of our nature. I guess I don't imagine him ever sending a message that had that kind of social coding to it okay yeah that's right because like, he's all about being very straightforward his whole yeah so frequently the thing he praises mm -hmm. in other people is this he always is the same and he's very you know how he feels and mm -hmm. there's nothing to mm -hmm. nothing ambiguous i do think that message is a little ambiguous because you're it's slimy you're message. kind of confirming and you're saying let's reschedule it's a super slimy message i don't like sending that kind of message okay it's like a, it's like a comes from a place of weakness and i Imagine that Marcus would not do that. I agree. I Yeah, I think I agree that he's probably not sending messages like that. But also, how much is he keeping his own count? There's a, there's a, I'm trying to think sure. what the, like, yeah, well, the oh, yeah, 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 that's thing fair. for I, him I is. Guess yeah. Yeah. Some version I mean, of he's got a brother who he, for, yeah, who he likes but doesn't. Maybe they have a kind of a tense relationship. Or, yeah. Or maybe he's just tired. He's yeah. I, I did the night before. I I wrote a, I wrote in my journal. Or I was going to do this this very stoic thing where I would wake up at four in the morning and do my yeah. log carries. 
with the troops. Maybe it's raining and maybe yeah. we just do that next week. Yeah, maybe the tent or whatever is pretty warm and cozy this morning. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I also think he would have had less compunction about just straight up canceling if you're the emperor of Rome. You probably yeah, just, nope, true. not today. That's true. Yeah. There is something really beautiful about living your life without ever needing to send two-sided messages like that where you either yep. do the thing you said you would do or yeah. you just say nope we're not doing it we're not doing it yep and there's nothing in between and yeah i guess i would hope that marcus lives like that and i think that's a good way to live actually do you think people in the modern day who live like that i think you are like that i send that text message i for sure have well, sent that text message really? to you yes absolutely oh okay yeah I don't remember you sending that. I feel like you're someone who just, okay, it's on the calendar. I just show up. Like, I do the thing because I said I would. And yeah, but I also definitely have the. So it's a spectrum. Yeah. Have the, oh, wait, I'd rather do this other thing. Can I reschedule the one thing or, (laughs) oh, I don't feel like it. What is the, so what is the correct Aurelian stoic thing to do in that situation? Instead of sending the, oh, wait, I'm not sure text. You should just say either I'm all in because I said I would be or. We're done. It doesn't have to be, we're done. But <laughs> yeah, I think, it, or like another way of looking at it is you get this feeling, this itchy feeling last night, right? Where you're like, oh, I don't really want to do this tomorrow. Maybe we could do it some other time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's easy because we have text like stuff. We could just go, all right, fire something off that maybe mm-hmm. resolves my problem. I didn't have to send a pigeon. Yeah, you, or a courier or whatever. Or like yeah, a man on a horse. Yeah, exactly. But you could... Can you imagine that if a man on a horse? <laughs> yeah. uh, so At look, 2 a.m., someone still... bangs on my door. Paul says, are you sure? Are yeah. also fine with Yeah, Rachel. Sunday morning would be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. I, I guess what I would say is that you get this feeling, right, of maybe I don't want to do this. Maybe the really thing to do is to sit with that feeling for a second and uh-huh. say, why is it that I don't feel like doing this mm. tomorrow morning? And Either there's a good reason, in which case it is actually worth rescheduling and or not or whatever, huh. or you say, wait, it's just because I'm being lazy and I will later regret having postponed this thing. I was just being... What w- would be a good reason? I can't imagine what like if, someone dies. Or even, wait a minute, this podcast thing... Oh, I don't like this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, genuinely. <laughs> I think part of the reason you might not want to do it is because no. it's not going well or whatever. Not, I'm, I'm not saying that about this podcast specifically, but in the yeah, abstract, yeah. if you're putting something off, sure. it's maybe because you've committed to something you don't like doing or whatever. Okay. You're not getting it out of it what you wanted to get out of it. To me, that sounds like... Yeah, that sounds right, and that sounds like he would not cancel. He would just do the thing. He would say, I, I said I would do this podcast, and I said I would wake up at four in the morning every day to do my, my, my crunches... Yeah. And so I'm going to do it. But I don't think he would, once he made a commitment like that, he's committed to it forever. forever. I think yeah. he, there's some reasonable bounds to say, no, this isn't what I want to do anymore. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Yeah. Very Aurelian. Yeah, I guess so. We have a new book today to start reading, which oh, is to say we're, oh, we're right. started with, and it's confusing. It's one book, but the book is made up of books. This is the third book within the book, Meditations. Book of books. Yeah, exactly. Let's do it. It has another very mysterious title. I was really hoping at some point in book two that we were going to learn anything <laughs> about the River Gram or the Quaidai. We learn about everything but six layers of abstraction <laughs> yeah, above yeah, the exactly. thing. But it's so interesting that his the whole text is so abstracted, and then the book titles are <laughs> super specific. <laughs> yes, a place. Yeah. Oh um, boy, this, this is... one is called Incarnunta. Which... Where do you think that is? Let's guess. 
think everyone wants us to guess. Okay. Nunt, what does that sound like to you? It doesn't sound like Germany to me. I agree. It but sounds also like... But these are Roman people naming German things, so it could be Germany. I think he spent a lot of time on that front. Yeah, that's also my concept of what his life was like. Yeah. I don't even know what I... Carnuntum doesn't... It sounds like a made-up, like... It sounds more Roman than it sounds Greek. Yeah, I agree with that. So it's probably not on the... Eastern front or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. I guess I can't ignore the corn prefix there. That's Maybe I'm yeah. just making both, both like War meat, yeah. meat or like carnival or the dude, the things that get <laughs> evoked for me <laughs> right. by this name. Boy, I wonder if those are the same roots. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, good we're, speculation. We're in Carnuntum. Excellent. Yeah. Let's kick it off. This one, I think we're, we've learned now that the structure of all these chapters is a numbered list. So this one, too, takes the form of a numbered list. Another thing to know, folks, normally we record with these fancy schmancy, like, microphone stands. Right. Today, we're like rock stars. We have our microphones in our hands. Yeah. Where we were kicked out of a living room due to my wife's event that she had planned. So we're in this little bedroom yeah. holding our mics like rock stars. If the audio quality sounds worse, that's why. Yeah. And I think we have this interesting moment where we could mic drop at one point oh the wow capability. you want to are you concerned if about there's that? a particularly cool line <laughs> okay we could mic drop and then the episode would just be over is That's that right. what you're just end. you would have to come back for the next one <laughs> okay boy so, keep that in mind yeah if i guess you guys can check now how much time is left in this podcast yes and work backwards from when we're gonna do our sick well, mic drop not. or yeah, there could be a Marcus trick. will decide. Yeah, or we could leave 10 minutes of silence at the end of the episode to trick you about when the mic drop. <laughs> so there you go. So imagine us as rock stars. Yeah, we look like a duetting pop stars sitting here in our chairs holding our microphones. That's right. Okay. Number one. Not just that every day more of our life is used up and less of it is left, but this too. If we live longer, can we be sure our mind will still be up to understanding the world? to the contemplation that aims at divine and human knowledge. If our mind starts to wander, we'll still go on breathing, go on eating, imagining things, feeling urges, and so on. But getting the most out of ourselves, calculating where our duty lies, analyzing what we hear and see, deciding whether it's time to call it quits, all the things you need a healthy mind for, all those are gone. So we need to hurry. Not just because we move daily closer to death, but also because our understanding, our grasp of the world, may be gone before we get there. Okay, so good morning, about... Marcus. Yeah, good morning, Marcus. Yeah, <laughs> good to have you back. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So you're gonna you're gonna turn senile, and so that's the real clock. He's basically making an argument that there's less time than you think. Yeah, all the stuff I've said about how life is fleeting and impermanent. Yeah, it's, it's actually e even it's more even worse than that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, like... it's not even about your body; it's about your ability to gr for your mind to grasp and understand the world. Yeah. I think, okay, I have two reactions to this. First of all, he does seem to be in somewhat direct conversation with the conversation we were just having about commitments and whether and calling it quits, etc. He says that sure. he refers specifically to using his rational mind to decide when to call it quits on certain wow. behaviors, which I think I don't right. remember him saying that in like the on past. a podcast. So yeah, he heard us. Yeah, he's talking about analyzing whether or not a podcast is worth continuing with. Yep. And you do need your healthy 
rational mind. At some point, you'll just say, <laughs> yep, no problem, I'll yeah, be exactly. there. Exactly, yeah, that's why we have all and these... that will be the end, so you have to ...lingering senile podcasters <laughs> who just keep recording. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay, so interesting. Yeah, he seems to be in conversation with us. The other thing that I think is interesting, or at least that sort of complicates my understanding of his philosophy a little bit, is the idea that we really need this active mind to live and live so much of his philosophy is about we're animals we live in accordance with nature but here he's saying no once you're like highly functional top function yep. your highest functions of your brain no longer start functioning you're essentially dead yep. so who cares that feels there feels like there's some tension to me there that's right yeah i can't help but wonder so he uses so he talks about that and then he uses the line my favorite line of this one is so we need to hurry period yeah yeah full paragraph break yeah, yeah just just and I guess the thing that I always feel like that's a funny concept, like there's no time. We have to hurry. Yeah. But what are we hurrying toward? What is the goal here? Just to think some more. We need yeah, some more time to question. think. Yeah. Like, yeah. Scribble things down in our journals. Yeah. Yeah. Like he seems really obsessed with, he needs enough of that strong minded time, but yeah, I guess to scribble. Yeah. Okay. Here's, a, here's another version of it. You're Marcus, you hang out with your brother who does nothing but drink and watch the chariot races. And then you're like, oh, this I guy, see. he can do that for three years in a row. If he, like, he can do that every day and do nothing yeah. at all. Yeah. There's no sense of urgency in his life. I see. And Marcus needs something to be like, yeah. oh yeah, the projects of my life, I have to do them now. I can't just mm -hmm. hang out all day. Mm. And so here he's reminding himself of he was like the last good emperor so maybe there's a sense of my lifetime is the last one where good stuff happens and so i need to hurry <laughs> that's interesting you think he knew that one during his lifetime that everyone who came after him was gonna suck i have a hard time imagining his son was at least by the history books such a screw up that you have to imagine he knew marcus seems sharp enough it's so fascinating to me that this guy this sharp I guy know, i know Maybe, yeah, there's probably a deep lesson about life there and what you can control and what you can't control. Like yeah. this reflective guy who, yeah. yeah, who idolized all these men who taught him and yeah. came before him. Boy, if there was anybody I would want to train the future emperor of yeah. Rome, he seems like a pretty good candidate. Yeah. And it's, yeah, the historical consensus is he totally blew it. Right? Yeah, totally blew it. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't hurry enough. <laughs> Just... Yeah. He took his time. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting that so much of this text is about this kind of sense of urgency. Yeah. But, yeah. To what To what end? He's, like, defending the border but neglecting his son. Yeah, totally. And, yeah, it's curious that he just needs to keep reminding himself. It seems like it's so front of mind all the time. Don't rest on your laurels. I wonder why. Yeah, you're right. So, you're right. Like, to write this, if we continue that sort of trope of this is the counterbalance yeah what's on the other side of the scale he he had he has wine brought in and some senators come and visit him and he's come goes home and he's there's no time i can't be spending my time on frivolous things like he, he, yeah 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 just maybe it's hard for us as modern americans who are used to a certain pace of change and stuff happening there's this option available to marcus to just do nothing all the time and let life just continue i see in the form that the roman empire already exists in that's pretty good by anyone's standards i see and so i think maybe this is not just about hurrying on a day-to-day -day basis it's like a bigger picture no we have to 
do the things, make the changes we are here to make. I see. Yeah, that might be right, actually. We may be unaware of just how leisurely his life actually is. Yeah. Like, he he talks, he writes big over here, but maybe it's actually, he's still an emperor. Yeah, yeah. It could also be, like, a military thing, too, I think. We could just sit here and defensively position ourselves to skirmish with these Germans on the border, and Mm -hmm. we'll be here for the next 10 years doing nothing. That's true. Or we could crush them and take some risky action or whatever. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but it is clearly, whatever it is, it's very top of mind for Marcus all the time to be reminding himself, don't slow down, don't don't chill. This concept is, totally, this concept is the most, it's a classic example of, like, anxiety inducing with no end goal in mind there's no way to yeah. you can never solve this problem if the sentiment is hurry yeah with no abstract endpoint in mind it's just anxiety yeah, you're for the going sake of too anxiety. slowly yeah it's impossible to yeah it seems like satisfy the, yeah it seems like the worst kind of contemplative journaling <laughs> yeah yeah and it's so at odds with contemplative journaling specifically exactly yeah did he write this very quickly he yeah. just like, really his pen sped up as he was like so we need to hurry yeah <laughs> Yeah, full of contradictions, this guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, number two. We should remember that even nature's inadvertence has its own charm, its own attractiveness. The way loaves of bread split open on top in the oven, the ridges are just byproducts of the baking and yet pleasing somehow. They rouse our appetite without our knowing why. Or how ripe figs begin to burst. Yes. And olives on the point of falling. The shadow of decay gives them a particular, a peculiar beauty. Stalks of wheat bending under their own weight. The furrowed brow of the lion. What? Flecks of foam on the boar's mouth. And other things. If you look at them in isolation, there's nothing beautiful about them. And yet by supplementing nature, they enrich it and draw us in. And anyone with a feeling for nature, a deeper sensitivity, will find it all gives pleasure even what seems an invert. He'll find the jaws of live animals as beautiful as painted ones or sculptures. He'll look calmly at the distinct beauty of old age in men, women, and at the loveliness of children. And other things like that will call out to him constantly, things unnoticed by others, things seen only by those at home with nature and its works. Wow, very new sentiment for Marcus. What? Okay, Marcus is trying some... Yeah. Poetry, or now he's very... doing spirited away <laughs> yeah. right after he says there's no time. Yeah. Chill out, but also take time. Or sorry, yeah, hurry, hurry up. up. Hurry up. But appreciate the beauty of all the little things. <laughs> yeah, the flecks of foam on a boar's mouth. Yes. <laughs> Stop and look at that for a minute. Yeah, it really seems to like jaws, too. I think three <laughs> different references to animals' mouths and. It's possible, Tom, we've had this highfalutin notion of what he means by nature. Yeah, and he really just means he likes going to the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> he just means the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> he literally likes yeah, the zoo. capital N, nature means the zoo. Oh, no. Yeah. This is an interesting one. This one's amazing. I love I, this. I like it. It makes me like him more. In some ways, it's very consistent with, here's a person who understands that life is fleeting and we should just enjoy the things we are given while we're here and that sure. kind of thing. And, and one of those refined tastes, as he points out, if you are deeply sensitive to nature, is to appreciate the beauty that's around you all the time and all these little details and stuff. Yeah, I do think it's the way he chooses those details feels <laughs> like at first he's describing food and I'm like, I'm so on board with you. 
and then he just switches furrowed brow of the lion. Of the lion. How many terrible. furrowed brows of lions is this guy's terrifying? Yeah. And my favorite part of this too is he's if you look at them in isolation, there's nothing beautiful about them. Yeah. So, which is a different sentiment. Like if this was Disney, it would be. Aren't the loaves of bread cracking on the yeah. oven? Beautiful songbirds, whatever. And it, yeah. it would all just be beautiful, period. But here it's, they're ugly. But if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, that they're enhanced in, by nature. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. In harmony with each other, it draws us in. Yeah. It's like, he's convincing himself or something. And he's a guy in general who's so resistant to sensual pleasures. Right. Or everything we have is, should be our minds and our process and now he's saying but look at all this beautiful stuff yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you're right he's got a fetish for animal <laughs> jaws jaws <laughs> yeah. yeah he's got really into jaws He'll of live find animals the jaws of live animals as beautiful as painted ones or sculptures yeah okay so he's got he's comparing right just the jaws <laughs> in paintings which is to the jaws of live animals and right. saying this is as good as that yeah 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 it's interesting the emphasis on pleasure here is very feels very out of step that it seems like pleasure is something that he usually is about all about how pleasure misleads us and we should try to forego pleasure and now it's but it's great yeah i love this we <laughs> it's so at all he must not be writing these in there's no world in which he sat down in one session and wrote yeah. the thing about there's no time and then <laughs> Look how beautiful nature is. Yeah. You wonder how many entries got scratched out between right. number one and number two. Totally. Yeah. These must have been totally different days and totally different moods. Yeah. Okay. I'm concluding that Carnuntum is a more beautiful place or a more. Uh, sure. Than. Oh, that might be true. Yeah. It's he's like in a... a different place now, right? Yeah. Um, and so he's still. <laughs> entry one is still urgency and maybe we just got here yeah and yeah. now it's oh, oh hey, look at these look jaws at <laughs> yeah whoa look at that boar nice yeah. jaws <laughs> yeah maybe it is a carnival yeah maybe that's where we get the word from yeah, yeah. i don't know i'm suspicious of this theory but who knows yeah oh boy i'm seeing the first sentence of number three and it feels like <laughs> another nice non-sequitur so let's let's do it. let's do it number three hippocrates cured many illnesses and then fell ill and died okay the Chaldeans predicted the deaths of many others. In due course, their own hour arrived. Alexander, Pompey, Caesar, who utterly destroyed so many cities, cut down so many thousand foot and horse in battle, they too departed this life. Heraclitus often told us the world would end in fire. But it was moisture that carried him off. He died smeared with cow shit. Whoa, <laughs> Democritus was killed by ordinary vermin, Socrates by the humankind. And? You boarded, you set sail, you've made the passage. Time to disembark. If it's for another life, there's nowhere without gods on that side either. If to nothingness, then you no longer have to put up with pain and pleasure, or go on dancing, attendance on this battered crate, your body, so much inferior to that which serves it. One is mind and spirit, the other earth and garbage. Well, I don't Wait, even what? follow that. What are last the one sentence. and the other? I think he's he's once again contemplating whether or not the afterlife exists in the paragraph okay, before yeah. that. Okay, so one is the afterlife, the other is nothingness. Yeah. Which is earth if and garbage. <laughs> other, yeah, I don't I really don't follow that last bit. Okay. 
I guess that means he's rooting for the possibility of the afterlife. Okay. So, yeah, so everyone dies, basically. Makes sense. But the first paragraph is not just that everyone dies. It's also that all these There's great... There's irony. Yeah, it's exactly. It's a it's the irony of the deaths of these great men, basically. So, yeah, not only does everyone die, but there's no dignity in death. There's just, we're all, no matter what you were in life, some stupid thing is going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And it, it will be probably totally beneath your station. It's just mm-hmm. because you were great doesn't mean your death will be. Right. Okay. So he's thinking about his own death again. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So one one good look at a boar. And then <laughs> back to the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enough, enough pleasure for today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now let me remember how all these great men were killed. Yeah. Um, yeah. It almost feels at some point in that paragraph, he's insulting the men by saying that. Yeah. That Heraclitus was died smeared with. Smeared cow with. Shit. Yeah, exactly. It seems insulting to Heraclitus's memory. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he's. I wonder if he has some particular death for himself in mind. Like maybe he, yeah, what's the most ironic death for Marcus? Maybe he was like consumed by pleasure or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. Drank too much at a brothel. Like exactly. that would be yeah. the most a, ironic death for him. Yeah. 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 It does seem like he is worried about how he will be remembered. I feel like mm-hmm. part of what he's saying here is like all these great men who are remembered are also remembered by the way that they died. And so I am worried that obviously I'm going to be remembered, but part of the story of people will tell about me is how I die yeah. and I can't control how I die. So what do I do with that? Man, he's so vain. <laughs> I agree that this feels vain. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I also, the last paragraph, I agree with him where it's like, you know what? Nothing, nothing to be done. Nothing to be done. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Just live with it, buddy. You're going to die somehow. Not under your control. Yep. There's like, if there's an afterlife, great. The gods will be there. So everything will be fine. Yep. If not, then earth and garbage, earth and garbage. Yeah. He says you <laughs> no longer have to put up with pain and pleasure, which is interesting. Yeah. He hates putting up with pleasure. <laughs> yeah. All those poor mouths. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, that part loses me a little bit where the idea of, yes, the burden of putting up with pleasure or going on dancing attendance on this battered crate. Oh yeah. That's classic Marcus. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He hates yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Great. Let's see what the next, like, listicle holds. Okay. This one's long, so feel free to interrupt me while I okay, we'll do. read this one. Don't waste the rest of your time here worrying about other people unless it affects the common good. It will keep you from doing anything useful. You'll be too preoccupied with what they're doing and why and what they're saying and what they're thinking and what they're up to and all the things that throw you off and keep you from focusing on your own mind. You need to avoid certain things in your train of thought, everything random, everything irrelevant, and certainly everything self-important or malicious. You need to get used to winnowing your thoughts so that if someone says, what are you thinking about? You can respond at once and truthfully that you are thinking this or thinking that. Okay, I'm going to pause you there. Yeah, totally. I love that. That's a very specific thing. Yep, I agree. That's a, that is nice, specific advice that also sounds extremely hard to do. To right. Me. What do you... So my wife and I do this often. What are you thinking about? Yeah, it'll be like oh, you, someone's like sitting and looking off into space. Yeah. My answer is always nothing. And her answer is always very specific. <laughs> so she, I think she's embodies this. She can always tell me what she's thinking about. When you say nothing, is, it, is that does that really feel like the truth to you, or is it just because it's hard to put into words what you're thinking? Or, Maybe it's the latter. It's always okay. like nothing in particular. I guess yeah, I'm uh, your mind is just 
my mind is not like it's i'm not going down some path i guess i'm not doing what marcus suggests here we should yeah i'm just relaxing yeah how about you that's the truth for me too i think i i don't get asked that question as frequently but i usually my answer is I have to half fake the answer to turn it into something that yes. makes any sense. Exactly. Yeah. Which is what usually what I do. I say, okay, I'm thinking about this thing, which is actually what I was thinking about like a minute ago. Totally. But it like turned into a whole thought, whereas the thing that is presently going on makes in no my sense. mind could not even be put into words. Yeah. So you think it's a good idea to do what he says here to respond? So you don't respond truthfully, Tom. You're a liar. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like what that the reason i think this is difficult advice to follow is because it requires this like insane rigor of thought that it sounds so exhausting it's also well structured that it could instantly be put into words yeah that's not how my mind works and maybe that's just my own laziness or something he seems to be implying that Jeez. if your mind just wanders around then you're being bad like you need to get rid of the random and the irrelevant but i to me that's not how the mind yeah my mind works no totally it seems like another example like stanza one was a kind of an impossible ask her yeah just there's no time yeah. and this one is also an impossible ask like how do you can you imagine don't think about anything it's like the opposite of what meditation teaches you where you're just you're, you should let yourself let doors be open but just don't like yeah yeah don't run in that any one direction yeah whereas he's saying no <laughs> never meditate yeah that's interesting because, yeah, he is saying, yes, control your thoughts at all times. Don't just let your mind do what it's going to do and react to what it's doing. But he is, it, in another way, this does feel like like the highest order, like it's like self-actualized mind function. Or if you can really be this metacognitive or whatever, like constantly thinking about what you're yeah. thinking about, then you have like totally mastered your brain. <laughs> yeah. So ridiculous. Yeah. I agree with you about this feeling unattainable as well. I I wonder to what extent he knows he's writing down these unattainable things, and that the point is the point of the exercise is to like even if you live ten percent yeah. more like this, then yeah. you're doing better. As opposed to he truly believes in a hundred percent adherence to the things he's writing in his journal. Yeah, they're, I guess they're supposed to be like weirdly motivational. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But boy, yeah, this one seems impossible to, to just to constantly control your thoughts at all times. Yeah. I wonder why, I, again, maybe because he's got a million distractions in his life. So for him in particular, like pruning out all the distractions and just focusing on what's in front of him is especially important because he could be thinking about the hundred other problems facing Rome or the 30 other yeah. things he had to adjudicate yesterday. I guess that's true. He could be talking about it less in a personal sense and more in a work sense. Yeah. And it circles back, I think, to my attitude that a lot of the advice that Marcus gives here is very good advice specifically for the emperor of Rome yeah, and yeah. maybe not good advice for the average person or not doable yeah. advice. That's right. Okay. So we're picking up from, if someone says, what are you thinking about? You can respond at once and truthfully that you were thinking this or that. And it would be obvious at once from your answer that your thoughts were straightforward and considerate the thoughts of an unselfish person one unconcerned with pleasure and with sensual indulgence generally with squabbling with slander and envy or anything else that you'd be ashamed to be caught thinking okay so this not is, only <laughs> do you need to control every thought you have they all have to be good thoughts yeah they all have to be highly moral no bad thoughts ethical thoughts yeah. this is again two paragraphs after the 
the one about how beautiful nature yeah. is. And if you just and sit with it, you yeah. can notice all sorts of pleasure in speck of foam on a yeah. boar's mouth yeah. back but, to business. But you're never allowed to think that. <laughs> because at any given moment, that would be a thing you're ashamed to be caught thinking. Because that's pleasure. Yeah. Tom. That's it, one of the evils of the it, world. Exactly. It certainly yeah. fits in the category of sensual indulgence generally. Yes. I think that he's identifying. Yeah. yeah. All those animal jaws. Okay. Someone like that. Someone who refuses to put off joining the elect is a kind of priest, a servant of the gods in touch with what is within him and what keeps a person undefiled by pleasures, invulnerable to any pain, untouched by arrogance, unaffected by meanness, an athlete in the greatest of all contests, the struggle not to be overwhelmed by anything that happens. With what leaves us died indelibly by justice, welcome welcoming wholeheartedly whatever comes, whatever we're assigned, not worrying too often or with any selfish motive about what other people say or do or think. So this is self-actualization. Yeah, he's, I think it, I appreciate that in the first sentence of this little paragraph, he's at least acknowledging that this person is like super difficult to be. Sure. You're, you're like, yeah, he's in touch with the gods. He's a kind of priest. Sure. Whatever. Okay. He's going to keep describing this guy. He does only what is his to do and considers constantly what the world has in store for him, doing his best and trusting that all is for the best. For we carry our fate with us, and it carries us. He keeps in mind that all rational things are related and that to care for all human beings is part of being human, which doesn't mean we have to share their opinions. We should listen only to those whose lives conform to nature. And the others, he bears in mind what sort of people they are, both at home and abroad, by night as well as day, and who they spend their time with. And he cares nothing for their praise, men who can't even meet their own standards. Okay, I think we're rambling just a little bit here, Marcus. I yeah. think this is a little more unfocused he's, as far as these yeah. things go. He's back um, to the, uh, ignore the haters. Yeah, he really, yes, he seems to have an axe to grind with some, or like, he's yeah, angry with some, yeah, exactly. or really has to justify why he doesn't need to listen to certain people in his life, because they can't even live up to their own standards, so why should he have to yeah, probably his bro. Care, care about their expectations? Hey, Marcus, you should try to have more fun, man. Enjoy your life a little bit. You're not going to be emperor forever. And he's, I don't need to listen to him, because yeah, he doesn't even he hates himself meet, or meet his own standards. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He keeps in mind that all rational things are related and that to care for all beings is a part of being human. That seems like... It's very that's very Disney. A new sentiment for him. I, th mm. I don't really remember this notion that we have to care for the whole rational world before. Or he's um, giving himself an excuse for why he cares about the yes, whole rat. Yes, yeah, I'm just human. It's, it's normal to care about other humans. So this is puppy dog Marcus again. Yeah, but also it's okay to ignore them when they're making you mad because these, these assholes can't even do anything, and so yeah. you don't have to care about their. It's not my. It's not my fault for caring for them. Yes, but yes. so I should remember that some of them are, are trash. Yeah, it is okay to have both a big heart and ignore people. Basically, it's what. Yeah, okay. This one does feel very more so than the other ones. Just a lot defensive, I think, yeah. and about rationalizing his own yeah behavior that we don't get to see. Okay, I really like. Animal jaw, Marcus, more than death, jealousy, denial. I agree. Yeah, I feel like 
that's going to be the part, the entry in this chapter so far that sticks with me the most is, yeah. oh yeah, weird glimpse into what he likes in the <laughs> right. Is this the first thing we've heard that things he really likes? I guess he, all the rest have been phrased in terms of like denials, don't get too caught right. up in chariot racing or the quail fighting, quail yeah. fighting or whatever. This might be the first like the first leisurely activity. Like, straight up, wow, this stuff's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no chariot racing, no quail fighting. Yeah. No book reading, but boy, a, a good glance at an animal jaw every yeah, once in a while. Watching that bread crack open. Oh, holy shit! <laughs> yeah. All right, Marcus. Yeah, but yeah, that's a nice little not Easter egg exactly, but he's just giving us this tiny yeah, little yeah, yeah. breadcrumb trail of here's the real guy underneath yeah. all the sort of cold philosophizing. Yeah, let's do this one and uh, wrap up. Wrap up. Yeah, number five: how to act. The, maybe the most Marcus. There you go. If you're going to introduce a bullet point with three <laughs> words, maybe the most Marcus possible three words to choose. How to act. Sure, it could be the name of the book. Yeah. yeah. And here it's a list. Never under compulsion, out of selfishness, without forethought, with misgivings. Don't gussy up your thoughts. I love that. Gussy up. No surplus words or unnecessary actions. Let the spirit in you represent a man. An adult, a citizen, a Roman, a ruler, taking up his post like a soldier and patiently awaiting his mm -hmm. recall from life, needing no oath or witness. Cheerfulness, without requiring other people's help, or serenity supplied by others. To stand up straight, not straightened. Okay. Yeah, look, the charitable version of all this is... Control the things you can control. My only job is to stand up straight and be cheerful and don't use surplus words. Everything else will take care of itself. Yeah. And that is a nice sentiment that we already believe in. You've got some nice turns of phrase here, though, that I think are maybe more succinct expressions of stuff, he's, ideas he's expressed before. I think I yeah. like that last one, for instance. To stand sure. up straight, not straightened, meaning that you're you're standing up straight by your own choice as sure. opposed to because somebody told you to do it. Sure. That's true, yeah. It reminds me of, I forget exactly the, how this was phrased in the first book, but there was some guy who he praised for essentially always seeming like he was in charge and situations didn't befall this guy. Mm -hmm. He created, he made all his own decisions. This reminds me of that. Sure. Don't be, don't be the victim. Yeah. Be the author of your own life. Don't just let it happen to you yeah. or whatever. That's an empowering sentiment. I like it. Yeah. He, there is more explicit sort of martial glorification going on That's true. than he typically does, I think, taking up his post like a soldier and patiently awaiting his recall from life. Yeah. Something I think I was maybe expecting more at the outset of us reading. Yeah, I was really text. hoping for more examples in general, but we like that. Yeah. Yeah. The no surplus words. <laughs> Hard not to think of him as a hypocrite on that front. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> the fact that he thinks that this no, text, Tom, every this single text word, is a streamlined. That's right. Every <laughs> single word that could be removed has been removed. Okay. Yep. There is nothing redundant in this entire text. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Okay. Us mere mortals who don't understand why every word was placed there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We couldn't do without a single one of these bulleted <laughs> points within a list, within a list, within a list. Yep. It's like, <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. I really like gussy up. I know that's a 
sort of a function of the translation, but it's a wonderful turn of phrase. Too. Yeah, that seems like the fun moment as a translator where you know yeah, yeah. you're like, you know what phrase I could use to, to translate this? I could yeah. say don't gussy don't gussy up your thoughts. <laughs> that's that's the kind of moment that yeah. makes translation worth it. I'm an artist too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it definitely hits my ear as a fun sentence. Yeah. As well. I'll try that on someone. The phrase gussy up. Don't gussy up your thoughts. Don't gus don't gussy up your thoughts with me. Yeah. We haven't talked about him too much but the translator this Hayes guy he's cool yeah I'm really enjoying this translation it does make this not that I've read any other translation yeah. but the text does feel pretty readable but and some of the sentence structure is yeah. so convoluted that yeah. I suspect a bad translation would be like nearly unreadable <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah. the sentences yeah. are so weird and rambly yeah but yeah so I guess our hats off to you Mr. Hayes thank you Mr. Hayes yeah all right, should we sign off there? Let's do you do want it. it? Mic drop?